0: Hello there, friends, and welcome to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, your enchanted passport and sometimes twister over the rainbow and down a yellow brick rabbit hole as we pull back the curtain on American culture's most visited fairyland. We are your co-hosts, Tara and MK,
1: your good trouble witches of the concrete jungle, here to preserve the rustic emeralds of yesteryear and reimagine an Oz for today and future generations. This season our third, we return to Baum and the turn of the 20th century, finishing up our remaining 13 books in the original Oz series penned by first royal historian of Oz himself, L. Frank Baum, and published between 1904 and 1920 posthumously.
0: And then we return to Oz, taking up residency in Disney's dark, disturbing, and kind of delayed fantasy sequel of the Kinder Trauma Age, scarring viewers since 1985, a near 50 years after the MGM release. Wheelers in shock therapy and screaming heads. Oh my, we are in for a wild ride. Buckle up, babies. Off the
1: pod, feel free to visit our Insta at Down the Yellow Brick Pod for an accompanying technicolor scrapbook, as well as our Patreon Pod Squad, where we continue the escapism and entertainment with bonus content from Tiny Oz concerts, think coffee shop style covers and mashups of Aussie tunes, our Yellow Brick vlogs, exclusive episodes monthly parties with occasional special guest drop-ins and giveaways, and more behind-the-scenes shenanigans. As a community-funded podcast, our Patreons are truly our backbone, our people. So consider joining our pod squad today. It would make our day.
0: Now, may the world of Oz continue to be a bewitching escape in bewildering years, nostalgic and nuanced, and a magical refuge where two gals in New York City can cross yellow brick roads with wonders like you. Hey, M. Um, to Oz? To Oz!
1: With more than 25 years of experience in the personal care, cosmetics, and fine fragrance industries, Vince Spinato, a cosmetic chemist, certified nose, executive, and marketer, has become one of the leading names in the refinement and development of new products and private label lines for beauty brands and fine fragrances.
0: Through the years, he has worked with numerous cosmetics and healthcare companies such as Chanel, Limited, Victoria's Secret, Bath & Body Works, Gap, Banana Republic, P&G, and j Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Kmart, Sears, and many others. Spinato has also worked on developing new products for celebrities including Olay, Henriksen, Michael Jordan, Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Simpson, Lillian Garcia, Carrie Underwood, Pitbull, French Montana, and others.
1: Spinato is a member of the California chapter of the SCC, and he has been a contributor to publications such as Vogue, Vanity Fair, Harper's Bazaar, W, Esquire, GQ, Whole Foods Magazine, Health News Digest, Live, Riviera, WWD, OC Metro, and Burn Magazine. The entrepreneur has also served as the beauty editor for both Modern Luxury Magazine and Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine. He has made guest appearances on television shows such as The Vicki Johnson Show, Go Curvy, The Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes. Workout, Blowout, and Kathy Ireland's Modern Living.
0: I had to do a special shout out for the housewives. In addition to his private labeling company and R&D Lab, Turnkey Management, as well as guiding clients through the intricate process of generating their own skincare, body care, hair care, baby products, and or pet products, Spinato has launched his own personal product line, vincenzo skincare the vincenzo skincare line features products designed to help treat fine lines wrinkles and feathering plus certain types of sun damage with full capability on various skin combinations caviar and diamond skincare products Spinato's newest product line has an amazing effect on the skin it also contributes to renewing and regenerating energy to long forgotten dead skin cells
1: To capture his colorful and wildly successful career, Spinato has released his memoir entitled My Pursuit of Beauty, The Glitz, The Glam, and The Bat, Woo, crazy, in January 2021. Spinato is also releasing a behind-the-scenes documentary named Skin Deep, formulating a legacy. Both the book and the documentary chronicle Spinato's journey of self-discovery and his trek towards becoming a world-famous cosmetic chemist and perfumer. Spinato is
0: also involved in philanthropic efforts, including Wells of Life, a nonprofit organization providing reliable water projects to communities in African nations that suffer from a lack of access to clean water and proper sanitation. A portion of the proceeds from Caviar and Diamonds has been earmarked for this organization. And beginning in 2015, wanting to honor his father and grandfather, both musicians, Spinato established two college scholarships for talented seniors at his former high school in Vineland, New Jersey. This Jersey girl, sees you vince
1: and now in honor of miss garland's 100th birthday celebration on june 10th 2022 lorna left liza minnelli and the judy garland heirs trust have signed with turnkey beauty incorporated to create judy a garland fragrance designed by vince himself Join us to hear more about Vince's own Yellow Brick Road and the development of this fine unisex fragrance.
0: And Judy. Lots and lots of Judy. To Down the Yellow Brick Pod today, we have a very, very special guest, and we're super excited to introduce this man, Vincenzo Spinato. Can we call you Vince, Vincenzo? What do you prefer?
2: I get all of them actually, so whatever you, Vince, Vincent, vinnie Vincenzo, you get them all. On, right. your- okay, I love it all. Options. Nice yeah.
0: Vincenzo is with us for many reasons. We have a lot of Judy to talk because he is the designer of the new Judy, a Garland fragrance that is coming out on Judy Garland's birthday, her 100th 100th birthday birthday. and a big old gala celebration in Hollywood. So we have lots to talk about with Vinny and his yellow brick road. But And continuing the legacy of Judy Garland, we have lit our um, Judy Garland St. <laughs> <Saint laughs> candle. Of course. She's here and present with us. So yes. she's with us today yeah. too, which is Thank awesome. You, Judy. Um, but I have to start in something that's not Oz, not Judy related, because I was listening to an interview um, of yours, Vince, Vincenzo, yeah. um, and you said that you grew up watching The Young and the Restless. So... Yeah. Did yeah. I? 12.30 yeah. p.m. was a very special time. If I was homesick, like, I was That's like, oh, right. my gosh, it's 12.30. It's happening. I have to That's put it. on Young rest list and go right. and go live my Californian bougie, bougie life.
2: And, and the funny thing is I was watching this. I was like a young kid, as you probably heard, and with my grandmother. you know. And yes. when I went to college, I was freaking out. because I'm not going to have time in college and blah, blah. So I really literally went through like all of college and came back. And the storyline was like, I didn't miss anything. So it was no, did not. I
1: mean, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh.
2: Nikki just was still on the Yeah, Nikki was still on the booze and Victor was still causing havoc. So it just it was a it was like, oh my god, I, I missed like I didn't miss it. The storyline's the same. So are, you, you, are you old enough to, are you, but are you old enough to remember though that when when um Vic, uh, Nikki and Victor had the two kids that on Friday and then yeah. on the week on the Monday they were like they were seventeen years older? Yep. Do you remember that? Oh dear. Yeah, we went from like six to seventeen
0: oh, very quickly. No. Like, like, yeah, Nick it was, it and over something. The, it was
2: over the weekend. Over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Literally,
0: <laughs> as you do. Sprouted. Yeah. With yeah, oh, like that's a, normal a growth elixir. What, <laughs> what were yeah. their names? Nick, Nick, and something.
2: Nick and uh, Victoria.
0: Nick and Victoria. I can't believe it. Oh my I gosh. That. gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, makes me super happy. I mean, we're also Jersey folks, which also makes me super right. happy. But I love Young so and the I haven't revisited my connection to that, but that. Mm-hmm. Led you into the beauty? Yeah, industry. that's why
2: that's why I'm here today, literally. And it's it's really embarrassing wow. to say, but it's totally the truth. Uh, that you know William Bell and his creation there, because they had a fictitious cosmetic company you know called Jabot on the show. Yes. That's literally where I got the idea from. So I was only, I, I was I really remember five or six or seven that I knew that's what I wanted to do. It. My sister had a an easy bake oven that I remember having, and I'd go like after the show and try and make like fragrances in it. And I still have a burn right here to this day on my hand in her easy big oven, making my first fragrance when I was five years old. So it's kind of remembrance. But I I know it sounds totally bizarre, but I never uh never shifted from that. And then um in the early in the early eighties, Dynasty came on and that just put the final nail in my coffins. Cause it was like Dynasty had the power and the money and the stuff, and young and restless was about what my craft that I wanted to do. So I put those two together and I so I was very um I was very ste- steered by TV and movies, probably just like you ladies are. You know, I was a massive um, Judy Garland fan my whole life also. My my uh, whole family was in music. My grandfather was a conductor of Philadelphia Symphony for 35 years. He was a conductor of music. He scored the Lauren Hardy silent movies. So he met my grandmother playing in the pit, uh, playing the piano. So I had that. And my father, uh, so that's my mother's side. On my father's side, my father played trumpet, and he played with Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, you know so what, so my whole house was Ella and Louis Armstrong and Judy and Rosemary Clooney and Frank Sinatra and you know, in all the old movies and everything uh what what that we call old movies now, but so I grew up with all that, so I was um so so that was part of my life growing up which is which is why it kind of steered me in this direction
0: Wow, oh I what love a history that. yeah, the early yellow brick road, so you are now a cosmetic chemist and a certified nose. Can you tell us what exactly that entails in the line of work you do and who you serve now
2: yeah yeah so yeah so the cosmetic chemist part means i develop uh, we have r&d lab here in california uh, and then we have a manufacturing plant we work with out in arizona so we take our the client or customer through the whole entire process of so you both came to me say vince i want to put a skincare line together and that's all the information you have we do all the formulations the packaging, the global translation, the barcode, and the regulatory copy—sorting out all your packaging. You know, really building the whole entire thing from website development, marketing, and launching it. You know, etc. Um, but we do develop hair care, skincare, bath and body, pedicure, manicure, baby products, pet products, energy drinks—pretty much everything you can um, you can imagine. And then I have the fragrance division too, and that's where, of course, we'll define fragrances fall. Um, but I moved out in California and started my career in 95 when I was 19 years old. So I opened my corporation uh, when I was 19. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that to you is that at the time, um, Beverly Sassoon and Vidal Sassoon were getting a divorce. That's probably your main, the, the famed, uh, hairstylist Vidal Sassoon. And I just kind of befriended her. And she's like, I need to put this. I, she won the hair care line in the divorce and he kept his name in the salons or whatever. And she had no idea. She was a beautiful soap opera star, um, down in, um, uh, Mexico at that point, and she's like, you know, we just kind of hit it off. She said, you want to help me try and do this? That was the first thing I worked on. I was trying to revamp the Vidal Sassoon hair care line, and then, as you know, Vidal was was performed on the biggest celebrities in the world that were out there, so I I had met a lot of celebrities during that route, which led me to working on Jennifer Lopez's uh, second fragrance called Still, and then Michael Jordan, and then Jessica Simpson, so kind of just kind of started going... That way by accident so i kind of became this kind of go-to um cosmetic chemist for celebrities pretty much um but the certified nose part is pretty much what it sounds like my nose is certified for a million dollars to be um you know (laughs) kind of like peter bear's legs were back in the day you know or the rock cats were in a day um but the craft is very similar to a sommelier for wine actually so you know what some is you know the taste of wine so it's very similar where we go through a tremendous amount of um, thousands and thousands of notes and fragrances and essential oils um and uh you know going through this whole project to get certified so that's where that that actually comes from. i'm not actually a traditional perfumer i'm a nose where i can kind of identify all the scents and put them together and how to build them and then i work with perfumers to actually make my kind of you know my um my passion you know come to life into a final fine fragrance so we all kind of work together
0: what's your favorite scent if you don't (laughs) mind me asking yeah
2: uh, for myself, for myself personally, I wear a lot of Tom Ford ones. Like I, I have this one right now for him called um, – what the, the hell is it called? Uh, Black Cherry or – I don't know what the hell one is called. It's not Black Cherry. It's something cherry. But I, I'm wearing that right now, for example. A lot of times I don't end up wearing what I made because I just – you work on it for 18 months to a year or two years and you just can't smell it anymore. You know, <laughs> you're like, I'm done.
1: Yeah, interesting on the senses. It might change if you work with it every single day. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. Oh, right, it's, called
2: right. I'm lo- it's called Lost Cherry. It's called Lost Cherry.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. I know nothing about this world. So yeah,
0: I'm yeah. just now beyond intrigued. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, bridging the gap a little bit into uh, our girl Judy, I see a lovely photo of her behind you on your oh, wall. Yeah, 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 and yeah. obviously, we know that you are she i know oh i can spot it oh i can spot her we can spot her
2: yeah, she's up there too she's on the floor over here we got our Judy's all over the place oh she's everywhere
1: yes yeah. and she is obviously kind of what has brought us all together um means yeah. so much to you we know so how did judy come into your life um can you tell us about your your reverence for her
2: yeah well she came to my life because of her daughter i mean that was what was kind of cool um, again, I, like I mentioned, I always was a, a fan, um, but Lorna had gotten a hold of my book and documentary that I came out, and she lived out in Palm Springs, and I'm here in California um, as well. And she got my book, and she had read it, and she knew I was local, and she reached out to her um, agent and asked him to contact me. And we just, we chatted, got on the phone one day and chatted for you know, about three hours. And Lorna will be the first to tell you that she's a massive skincare junkie. Um, so really, she reached out to me to just get advice on skincare and what to wear, what not to wear, her skin. And we hit it off so well, I ended up going to her uh, house in Palm Springs. And we met a couple uh, hours there. And you know, I was just like, you know, it was very exciting for me again as a Judy fan as well and also a fan of Lorna's and Liza's and as well too, and even Joey's for that matter. Um, you know, it just going into her house, I mean, talk about, you guys would have dropped dead because of the memorabilia that's in there. Uh-huh. You know, um, you know Lorna, Lorna has a very successful movie you know, in the early 90s called Me and My Shadows in a book she wrote about her mom, and they we had eight Emmys for that, so I got to see those and all the original Judy movie posters from like Meet Me in St. Louis and Star is Born and, you know, and the, the Harvey Girls and from from you know Judy's Warhol, Andy Warhol, I mean, it's everything you can imagine. So it was really, really exciting for me. But besides that, we had met on multiple occasions. After that, we kind of just befriended each other. You know, and she said, you know what, you know, it's like it's it's um everybody and her mother, you know, want to do a fragrance from our, our mom for her birthday. You know, the big corporations want to do it, you know, etc. And she, we really want to keep it, you know, boutique and then she would, would you be interested in doing it for us? And that's where where it started from.
0: Wow. Um,
2: and I think we we. We hit it off in the very beginning because not first of all these big corporations they would have done they would have done a lovely job they would have been I'm talking like these billion dollar companies like the Louis Vuittons and the Unilevers and the Jivadons and the you know Procter and Gamble and the J and J's all those kind of companies mm-hmm. they would do a beautiful job but it would be getting Judy's name and putting it on a bottle and putting it out you know so this was and I'll, and I'll give you you guys are like all into uh, Judy so I'll tell you all my little um, things that I've been doing for her as well too. Um, <laughs> But so being a fan, that was kind of the most important thing is that I most, number one, most importantly, that and we have about 55 people on this team right now that's doing a product for Judy. So it's not a small, you know, boutique, a little um, project anymore. And my most important thing from day one was protect her legacy. That was number one. Um, you know, and one of the things I knew right away, you know, she had a massive fan base. Her fan base is very, um, you know, um, passionate, just as, just as I am. So the very first thing I want to do is make sure anything I did that America was going to be involved and her fans are going to be involved. So this is what the thing I had here on the floor here, which is um, this was one of our partners, your modern luxury magazine. So the very first thing I did in September of last year, uh, when I finally got the fragrance that narrowed down to about, about three or four or five, um, we ran you know 21, uh, in 21 major cities in America. We had the censorship in A, B and C. So America actually got the vote on the fragrance. So they can take the magazine Scan the QR code and actually then vote A, B, or C. So mm-hmm. we got all their feedback. So that way we were able to track who who liked what. The demographics from male, female. Um, as you guys know, um, Judy is a massive gay male following. So I couldn't you know, ignore the gay men as well. So I wanted to make sure from day one it had to be unisex and all inclusive. You know, just like she she is and she was. Um, so that was really important too, to make sure we had both genders. You know, in in the mix, and we wanted. To, so when you're making a fragrance, you're making a, a perfume is easier, making a cologne is easier, but you're trying to make a unisex one for straight men, gay men, straight women, gay women. I mean, the people that identify as a toaster, I mean, I didn't think it happened anymore these days, right? So, so we have to make sure it's really, really, it was really, really hard. Um, and, the, and, and also the fact working with, a celebrity that's deceased, we can't talk to them. Now, the, the good thing was that all three of our children are alive, as you know. So with Lauren, Eliza, and Joey, we were able to say, hey, what did your mom like? What didn't she like? What did she wear? What didn't she wear? Even down, what kind of food she liked and she enjoyed. So it was really behind the scenes, um, or like the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah thank you, there thank you, you, thank you go. We so, see.
2: You. So it was, so we, we got to got a lot of inside scoop, and Lorna really spearheaded this whole thing. So we worked really closely together for many, many, many months um, So Eric's making it as special as possible. Um, where you know, so I do my own due diligence too. So I did all my course, my deep diving, and um and worked took all the stuff i got from the children and went into that and then and then you know uh then i would say like once a quarter i go out and i see judy at her uh cemetery at the hollywood forever cemetery and i and i talked to her i say i'm your girl i need a you know need a little help this week you know (laughs) i I mean i I really i know it sounds like totally weird but I, i do do it um and even when i had the first three fragrances and you guys would love this this is you know God strikes me dead if I'm making this up, but I went to go see her and I put the three fragrances in front of her their little little vials in front of the her mausoleum uh, where her picture's at and everything and I just said, hey you know, this is the first round and blah 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 and go if you can give me any feedback would be great and and totally was like it was nature, but anyway it was a wind came through, and letter C blew over when I said that, and lo and behold, two months later letter C is what was picked from America yeah, you know, I so believe it, it was really yeah, so I really feel like I've had a um a guardian angel angel on my shoulder this whole time, and being her, um, mainly because, I mean, I, when I go out there for the last 18 months and talk about her, I, I mean, my protection of her as a person is probably just as strong as her children, you know, so I really feel like she's, I um, really have a, a, um, a responsibility to protect her legacy, you know, going forward, make sure nothing, is, that everything we're doing is correct, historically correct, um, in honor of her, and so it's really more of a um, we're celebrating her as a woman and as a person, right? That's what we're doing. And then, by the way, we're doing a fragrance in honor of her. So it's really, that's kind of what it's all about. And that's why I think it's been so different um, than a regular gigantic corporation just doing this and not being, uh, even to the point where we're, you know, we planted. Um, Thousands and thousands of Judy Garland roses to be able to make it into the fragrance itself to be at the gala that evening. So I don't think anybody would do anything like that. You know, So it's really, do it's that. a very, very, very romantic story all the way through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like just, hey, like we have a billion dollars. We're going to take, we love your name for this. We're going to put it on. We're going to put it out.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, um,
0: I loved the interview you did with Lorna and Liza to introduce the fragrance to the mass audiences and just right. like, what they said about their mom, too. Like, we want her to be remembered um, for being very strong and like being this right. person that so many people identify with. Like, she's a unifier yeah. as a.
2: Yeah
0: legendary torch singing performer um but also right. that she's not a tragedy like yes she had i love what which, which, i believe lorna said it or maybe it was like yeah, yeah. she's not a no, tragedy uh, but lorna, she's had, yeah. she has had tragic experiences and i think who hasn't had tragic experiences like that? Yeah, especially in right. show business and like yeah, especially <laughs> in show business so yeah i mean just
2: we're all public this kind of thing right
0: yeah. right like right. Judy just
2: like I I think- was, but, you know, so, so was Marilyn Monroe so was Elvis Presley so was right. James Dean I and mean, they all died the same way and so I don't think any of us you know, on this call know what that feels like to be able to have to live like that I mean who knows what they you know and, and like Lorna's always said I mean even to the very very first day you know she was only a, she was a, a, a child at 15 years old and being allowed not to eat when she wanted to eat and having to push pills yeah. on her throat to get through the Wizard of Oz shootings. you know so it just was all very unfair from the very beginning but that, I mean, Hollywood cranked out, MGM cranked out these factory women, and that's what they they did. And just at the time, that's the way it was done, which right. sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So what, so what, it wasn't her fault, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, once you're an addict, oh, you're an addict and you can't, like, you're, you're, you know, you're human, right, at that point. But it wasn't like she said, hey, start giving me some pills so I can get through, uh, you know, so I can right. take right. a jaunt down the yellow brick road here. It was, no. you know, it was, she was forced to. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. There's no language at the time yeah. to help her navigate what she was experiencing, which is an illness, which is addiction. And I think a lot right. of us experience different versions of addictive behaviors, addiction, but we now have a little bit more developed language with that. Yeah. But what do you think specifically right. it is that people connect to Judy so deeply with, or what is your like deep connection before you even like met Lorna and did this fragrance? What made Judy just resonate so deeply with you?
2: It really is, was always her body of work, number one. I, I did love just taking the first step, just love just her acting ability. Again, yeah. like, I'm a very musical person, and I just, I'm just no voice like it, right? I mean, right. I would say, I, mean, I have like a top three favorites, and they're all very, very different. You know, Judy and Ella Fitzgerald and Catherine Grayson. You know, Catherine mm-hmm. Grayson is operatic, and Judy is is pure movie, and, you know, and a movie star, and Ella Fitzgerald is jazz. I mean, So I have three very different favorites, but I loved her from that from day one. Um, and then growing up as a gay man too, that was obviously um, she fell right into my lap, you know, that way as well too, as being a gay icon and just so as I was again grew up in New Jersey, and this was even in the early '90s. Um, I mean, there was no Will and Grace, there was no Ellen, there was no. I mean, I didn't know what gay even was, you mm-hmm. know. what I mean, so but I do know that there was support you know for the, the, the community, you know, through her and even even Liza herself is a is a gay like icon, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it kind of and and you know, it, it's kind of there in the family. But that was the other thing as well, too. Um, and just the more I learned about her, just the more you know, enthralled I was, what she had, you know, her offer, her acting ability. Like, I think one of her most brilliant um, acting things ever was Judgment in Nuremberg. And it's a, it's a you know, it's, um, a, you know, it's yes. a drama. Well, it's not, I mean, it's, um, it's not a drama. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a Holocaust movie, which is even more hardcore than a drama. But, um, but she's brilliant. So, I mean, so I, so I really loved her acting ability, you know, as well, too. The Clock is another one. She's brilliant in The Clock. You know, so it's. Um, I loved all the musical stuff, but I just was resonated with her. Just as I think more as a person than actually even as a you know as an actress.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get it. Yeah, one hundred percent. We completely get it. Yeah. Do you have any other favorite like albums or iconic Judy musical moments?
2: I, I I have I have a hands down winner. I'm sorry it's not Wizard of Oz, but I am a massive <laughs> okay. massive Easter parade whore. Yeah. I, love it. <laughs> I, I, I just happen to love. It's got, our, it's got Fred Astaire. We yeah, have yeah. Miller, White Doors as well, too. And Judy, of course. Um, I just like I like Urban Berlin in general. So I would say – which has nothing to do with Judy. But that's why White Christmas is also one of my other favorite ones. But it's not she's not in it, obviously. But I used to parade um, I Can Watch and Loop is my favorite by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the whole story itself and just the, the period of time it takes place in and her the songs that she gets to sing mm-hmm. in it. So that's my personal favorite. Um, yes. And then I would probably say even like secondary probably – uh, probably *Wizard of Oz* is my second one favorite. Yeah, um, but it's, you know, but it's like um, you know, it's like we just found out. I'm sure you guys probably know more. Not we, we just got found out that you know *Wizard of Oz* is being greenlit green to be redone, which I think yeah. is, is criminal. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was just saying a couple months ago. I said I hope they. I was saying, Lorna, a couple months ago. I said I hope they never ever try and redo this movie ever. And they're like, and here we go. So, so
0: it might it, be, so, hard. Hard. it might be different. I think it's not going to be a musical. They're I think yeah. trying to go back to the original text, I am pretty sure it's not going to be a musical. I mean, that's I haven't where- I heard anything? Yeah, it gets very it gets oof, hard. That's a tricky territory to navigate. But yeah. I would love like a book series, like Netflix something, HBO, rather yeah, than like there. yeah, rather than like a movie. To be honest, right? That's right. Where I, that's where I would want something.
2: Yeah, we were saying about kind of knowing who she was too. So again, really. Whether you're age 8 or 80, you know who Dorsey is, right? And that's kind yeah. of the thing. And that was one of the things about making this fragrance was that, I mean, the three of us will say that everybody's nuts, but like really, a younger generation, in they at this point kind of like 25-ish, maybe below, don't know who Judy Garland is. And I'm like, are you on crack? What do you mean you don't know who she is? You know what I mean? So, but, but then if you say Dorsey, oh my God, of course, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. that one movie, Wizard of Oz, saves um, our ass from a marketing standpoint when you're launching a, a fragrance for an icon like Judy Garland, because it really... Age eight to age eighty, everyone knows that movie, and everyone knows who she is. So it very easily helped us open up a new, mm-hmm. you know, um, generation for her. And that's kind of the whole purpose of it, is make sure we keep her name going, yes. her legacy mm-hmm. keep going. And me, yes. you, and the three of us will be long gone, and we'll still be talking about Judy right. Garland. You know, so sure. that's the, and that's kind of the that's kind of the point. Um, and the other really nice thing too is that I one thing I've always complimented the um, the family for and the estate was that really since she passed away in 1969, there's nothing Judy Garland at all with her name on it or her like so everything yeah. she has is either Wizard of Oz or her so her characters right. right so it's mm-hmm. so all done to MGM or Warner Brothers that kind of thing. There's actually no Judy Garland anything and Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley again use their names for example. They have 200,000 things from coasters to fragrances to Blankets, the towels, the pens, everything you can imagine. But this is the very, very first time uh, since 1969, since she passed, that she's going to have something that carries her name as her own person. So we're really, really, really excited about it. And I think that's why the fans are so excited as well. Yeah. This really is the first.
0: Well, yeah. This. This is so incredible, too. Like, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid. I was born in the late 80s and was born at the right time for Wizard of Oz because it was celebrating mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary, and there was so much happening. Mm-hmm. If all of that yes. didn't happen, I don't know if I would have this deep love for this movie. So, Vince, what you're doing is allowing her to come back, like, it, it, which sure. is amazing. You don't know how many people who are probably going to be like, what's Turner Classic –
2: Movies Mm -hmm. and like,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, just all of a sudden start turning that on. It really does begin with just having it presented in your face. So it's so important to be doing this work. I have another question for you with um, fragrance. Is there a look of Judy? Like, I love seeing in your background, like the sleek top hat and her suit. Is that the look for the fragrance? Two, or is there another classic Judy look you're like intertwining? No,
2: no, that, that actually, the, the, the reason why that picture is there, that is the uh, the image that we use for Judy, get uh, happy, right? So, wow. Yeah, yeah, the get happy number. Yeah, I Yeah, when, and when I talked with her children, and like you said, uh, we all know again the, the story of how her life went, but you know, when you start getting too Wizard of Odd, you can it, it can get kind of campy, right? When you're lunch, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't overdo it. Um, And really get happy was really the pivotal, pivotal uh, part of her career. Now, happened to be with Gene Kelly and Summerstock, That's also around Easter Parade, and also around when the Clock was filmed. So that really was the highlight of her of her life and her career. Um, And then, of course, the Carnegie Hall series after that. So that was we we landed there on purpose. Um, So I can't say too much, but. But our creative director, his name is David Scheid, and he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant um, bottle designer. This, her, her whole entire bottle was built around this image and this, this oh. body of work. So, so when you see it, you'll know that it's Judy Garland when you see the, the bottle. When we see it side by side, is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, iconic. Oh. It sounds so beautiful. And since Good. we are coming from an Oz podcast, I know Wizard of Oz is your second favorite. That's t- we approve. We, we approve. still approve. Um, okay. You still love me. <laughs> we still love you. Are there any Oz memories you want to share or Oz metaphors you find yourself coming up with in your day-to-day life or what Oz means to you? We are here for it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like to your point. Really, it's kind of embedded in all of us. But it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, I, I I mean, I can close my eyes and take you through the whole movie. I'm sure you guys can. Every every musical number, every and even the verbiage, probably. Uh, but I always was massive. I still, to this day, to the very, very, very last scene uh, with the Tin Man when he's getting his heart. I love the um, I love the um, the the the, lo- the saying. Um, uh, and I forget it now. Of course, you're. You're, not how much you love, but how much you're loved by others. That's mm-hmm. always that's my favorite quote, probably in general and and uh, with mm-hmm. anything. So I love that that quote from the, the Oz tells the Tin Man too. Um, and just it really it's just is a you know it's a the whole entire movie. It just it's a, just a, a story of um, a redemption, right? And knowing where you like where you should be, and don't try and go somewhere too fast. And it's just it's just a whole message. Just is amazing. Um, in a way, it was pieced together. It just it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cinematic, you know, art, art. And then of course, and now you have, and you also have Over the Rainbow, right? Which that stands out by itself right. as a masterpiece, you know? So again, I'm a musical person. So that's my key scene as well too. Uh, and actually that's one thing I'll tell you guys too, because we have, we're kind of collaborating with them openly. There's the two gentlemen, actually it's um his, I can't remember his first name. I apologize on a podcast to him, but his grandfather wrote the, was uh, Over the Rainbow. Aaron. So there's yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we're working mm-hmm. with them as well too. So they'll actually be at our, at the gala as well to kind Yay. of close their documentary on the song with us um, at the gala as okay. well too. So you guys, yeah, you guys all know each other because you're all working in the same circle, yeah. here, <laughs> the same, us, the same the same the uh, Glinda Bubble.
1: Yes, there. We are. Yep. Yes, there we are. We are. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: You're on top of the. Yeah, yeah, the over rainbow scene, and then that, I love that quote at the very end. Um, and, and again, probably all of us as kids, I was scared of the Wicked Witch growing up. I was like almost used to crap my pants when she came on until I realized, <laughs> you know, later on. So, so I had everything in it.
0: Correct. Yeah. Now we have to ask this too because we have a debate: Uh-oh. Scarecrow or Tin Man? <gasps> really oh, and Carley Lyon, I no. guess, I could be there too. I, but like, I, we... I think I know his yeah.
1: answer.
2: Yeah, Scarecrow for me. <gasps>
0: Scarecrow. Oh. I'm sure. That's thought, mine. That's my choice. I thought it would be yeah. I thought I it like I, know, I know. I know. I did
1: too because your favorite quote is the quote. Yeah.
0: Listen, Jack Haley and yeah. I, we uh, would have been lovers if back in
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> Vince and I will take Ray. Ray. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. And it's, and it's amazing how everything works. But right? Yeah. I love, I love Ray Bolger. And I, yeah. not only, I, I like his comedic style. That's kind of what I'm attracted to. And I love, I love you know, all his other movies as well too. So it's really more about his other movies and including that one. And then I just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I dressed up as, as a scarecrow a couple of times for Halloween when I was a kid. That was always yeah. the one I gravitated towards. Um towards. But you know, with all the hits, you know, Jack Haley wasn't, as yeah, you know, wasn't meant to be the person. So yeah, you know, it just works out differently for everybody, you know?
0: Yeah. Can you give us any hints of what the fragrance might smell like and what the bottles will look like and when they're going to be released? Any hints?
2: Yep. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't because we're actually just we have some public stuff out there now. Okay. So everything comes out on her birthday, so nothing's being released until June 10th. So, the night of our gala on June 10th is actually her birthday celebration and a fragrance reveal. So, they actually reveal the whole fragrance, the actual juice, and of course, the bottle it all happens, you know, that night, which is really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. the also we the top notes are, of course, the Judy Garland rose, which that was a no brainer, you know, to have incorporated in there. If you have your own rose. You, know, you gotta have your you gotta have it in your fragrance. But we have there's a, there's so many notes that are in it, but some of the top notes are coriander, uh, elemi, uh, tonka bean, um, dark orchids, uh, again of course the Judy Garland Rue. So these are all the kind of the top notes that when you spray it the first time, what you're gonna smell. And again, it has to be it has to bloom into a unisex, you know, fragrance. So that's what it actually does. But that's the that's kind of the top notes you're gonna smell at first. And then what happens with a fine fragrance? Is about twenty minutes later. You get to like the middle notes and the heart notes. That's kind of where it starts to dry down to. And like the bottom notes are like what you have like left on your clothes, on your pillowcase, your two days later type of thing. So it has the whole life cycle of how the fragrance actually you know wears down. You know, so you'll be with Judy for a couple of days when you when you spray her on you. Oh, know.
0: Judy wants to, she to stick around. She doesn't need a shower. <laughs> I love it.
1: <gasps> Oh my! Oh, I cannot wait! Oh my goodness! Well, speaking of this incredible 100th birthday, 100th birthday celebration um, in June, could you tell us a little bit about what inspired the design of that event and just the planning? Any sort of who's involved with how that came about? We'd love to hear what
0: about to it. What to expect? Yeah, yeah we so are so We can't wait. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, it was it was really breaking it really down to what first thing we wanted to do again was honor her as a person and, and, yeah. and have a celebration for her life. So we have um, all kinds of different experiences happening that night from a curated piece of all a lot of her memorabilia all through her career starting from Wizard of Oz all the way through, through Get Happy through to Carnegie Hall. So we have all kinds of memorabilia being brought brought in. We have some gigantic pieces that have never had not been seen in about 50 years in the public so some really really exciting stuff i can't say which ones those are um but one of them is related to the wizard of oz well actually two of them related to the wizard of oz so you're gonna be freaked out with that um, so we have that and then we yeah. have another um EMTs. We AM, um,
0: yeah we're like gonna need to, on the sideline yeah for we need people, oxygen masks people
2: maybe, out. Like, um. but, yeah and then we have different experiences all night long just honoring uh, honoring her work and um just everything from you know, her music to her acting, to the covers of her uh, magazines that she was on, to her, the curated pieces. And, of course, then the fragrance reveal at the end of the evening. So really, the whole entire um, event, starting with this curated piece uh, going into her, it's all kind of the, the, the past, uh, modern, future, modern present of Judy. And also her legacy and her future going forward. But so the whole night is broke up in those three segments. So when you walk in in the evening, you're going to be walking into her past. Never be going to her kind of her modern, um, her modern current, you know where she is now, and then her future, which is the fragrance reveal and her legacy going forward out to that. So really it's broken into three big big pieces. Um, again, all at the moment, all three children are, are going to be there, so it's really we're really excited you know, about that. And then we, have everybody from the biggest celebrities in the world you can think of to politicians to I mean, everybody can imagine. So it's a it's a big star crowd, a star studded crowd. And it makes me wow. want to vomit every time I see it. On my shoulders. Oh,
0: wow!
1: It's in good hands. And, and like, with yours.
0: how amazing! Like, I always love to be like, how did all these people get under one roof? I know. Like, it's it so exciting to see. Like, what are it's the fibers?
2: <laughs> it's not easy. I can tell you that. Oh,
0: I'm sure. Understood. Yeah, yeah. Understood. This oh. is a big this is a big torch to carry. So yeah. again, like we're just yeah. very grateful that sure. you
2: were doing and this. And the thing that's exciting is, and, and you guys wouldn't be surprised by this. You know, when we started reaching out to the other celebrities and whatever, I mean, I mean, no, there's no one out there and said, I don't give a shit about Judy girl. I mean, all any right. actor, or actress yeah. in, in today is like, of course I want to be a part. I mean, yeah. she's, a, she's a legend. And we want to be a part of it. We want to, you know, want to honor her, you know? So it's, it's not like, it's not a hard ask You know, is what right. I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's not, we're not doing it for somebody rogue this is, you know, one of the biggest entertainers and legends of all yeah, time, yeah, and I'm, you know, um, and I even get look, I even get emotional even talking about it because my job is really to protect her, you know, at this point, and that's what I'm doing, and it's, and we're really being very, very strategic and um, deliberate on who comes and who's vetted, and I mean everything like that because we just can't have like a, you know, a free for all
0: no tornadoes <laughs> no
1: i think. Thing. No, exactly. <laughs> oh i'm crying thinking about it like it's gonna be so yeah. emotional for sure yeah. yeah is there a way that people can be involved even if they don't go to the event or ways you would suggest they commemorate yeah. judy's birthday
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well, there is actually we're working on it actually right now so the answer is yes and i'll tell you what we're trying to do but not 100 done yet we are uh, trying to get we're um, live streaming this throughout the world, actually, specifically oh, in, in London and New York, and her to her museum right. in Minnesota, and also to uh, San Francisco, and a bunch of maybe ho- hopefully forty to fifty gay bars in North America that are going to uh, chime in with us to actually be able to. Uh, and it's also Gay Pride Weekend, you know, so it's all right. it's all tied in together. Um, and you probably know Judy. I mean, is Gay Pride? It's where, it's where it all comes from. I mean, she was born in June. She passed away in June. You know, over to Rainbow is the rainbow colored flag for the cake. so everything is judy garland you know so the we have a lot of people that want to be involved in it so we have to. we're just trying to wrangle it all in so the answer is definitely yes but we'll but as it gets closer we'll know where, what the links are going to be and where where to do it from you know, that kind of thing oh
0: that's exciting mm, okay wait vince magical. this is so magical thank you so much for sharing with oh, us
2: thank you I, I, get, I get to meet you in person soon. I
1: we yeah. booked our flights. We got our flights. <laughs> we <laughs> have to like plan our outfits. Oh I want to start packing yeah. right now. <laughs> we are
2: too excited. Yeah, it's not that far away, actually. When I know. Like,
1: I know it's coming up.
2: Well, you know what? and it's like we're like we're joking about it, but this is like you know, just like one of the biggest you know pieces of uh, cinematic history, right? And yeah. and if young people like your ages are young people, don't actually keep it going. You, got, you have to. Right. you got to keep it going. The legacy, yeah. That's
0: why we're here, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't even know, like, The Wizard of Oz was a book. Yeah. So that's, right. like, really. part of what we feel responsibility. And it was, like, the first Harry Potter truly yeah. was the first book series to right. really take off for all ages. Yeah. And that just gets yeah. lost if it's, you know, with, like, mm-hmm. today's day and age with quick kind of access to things, things just get lost because mm-hmm. everyone's moving yeah. at, like, a fast, fast pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so right. we feel the responsibility in that way. So we're with you.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys, what, 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 how did you resonate with her originally or the movie?
0: Mm. Okay. I mean, I switch it up on you girls. Switching it up. <laughs> okay, switch it up Thanks the for format. I mean, Wizard of Oz, I guess was my first introduction. Here's the thing. Like, I really can't put words to it. I try to every time we get asked this question. I know. But I really feel like the people on the TV when I was a kid were my best friends. Like Shirley Temple, bestie. Bestie. <laughs> I thought she was my peer. I did not understand mm-hmm. that that was 80 years ago. Yeah. Like I didn't get right, that. Right, right. Whatever, not yeah, that yeah. I guess 60, 70 years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. Um and like Judy, I just would look at and be like, can't wait to meet her someday. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I just, yeah, yeah. I just watched, my home was just full of Turner classic movies. My Nana, my Aunt Emma, I have an Aunt M. And, like, one of the most special yeah. moments I had was when they transformed me into Dorothy as a little girl yeah. who, like, you yeah. know, I was a little, I'm still an awkward duck. And, you know, like, Dorothy is a very specific, iconic look that I finally felt like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't need to blend in. I can, like, embrace my own mm-hmm uniqueness right. really helped. So yeah. I would say Dorothy is definitely the first introduction, but then it all just took off from there. I've seen, I think yeah. Like yeah. half of her films, mm-hmm.
1: good chunk, like a good yeah. chunk yeah. of her films. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, the yeah. same way. Yeah. I barely remember a time before seeing the wizard of Oz. That is one of my core childhood memories is my aunt yeah, putting that. the VHS into the tape player on Thanksgiving yeah, right. and just that switch from, from black and white to technicolor.
2: Yeah, it's really funny you mentioned the 50th anniversary. Cause I remember actually having that VHS. Yeah. Yes. Opened, like, the book actually opened like a book in the front. The rainbow yeah. the- yeah. on the cover too. Yeah Rainbow that yeah, part. Yes, that, that BHS VHS uh, 50 50th anniversary one had yeah. the first time they saw they showed the the cut the, the kind of jitterbug scene. You know at the end they had like the extra. Yes! Oh my god, that that sure. an extra clip. You know what I mean? So it's no. like
0: I think it's still out there. I think it's, it's gonna turn up. It's gonna. It's gonna. I think gonna, the whole thing uh, is gonna turn up someday. I want it to. We <laughs> will pass out.
2: Breaking news.
1: Breaking. But I also news. love that.
0: How,
2: how, how do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? You feel like it should have been cut, or or you think it should have stayed yeah. in a movie?
1: Yeah, I don't think it yeah, really it needed to be in it.
0: I mean, but I want really to see it. Didn't it, really it.
2: Fit, right? Yeah, it didn't really fit right.
0: Yeah. No, it would have dated it. I think I agree it with like historians who yeah. say that. But it is crazy when they were like considering cutting. Over the Rainbow. Right. Then Judy had no song. Zero. I was like, okay. so what were they over thinking? The Rainbow, she has no jitterbug. That would have been horrible. She yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But
1: I do want to see the, I want to see the. straight I think
0: it's out there. And I love,
1: li- I love the song. I love listening Same, to it. Same. I love but...
0: that it has made its way back yeah. into the community theater production. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm really here good. for it yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. 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 And Eartha Kitt singing it. Have you ever heard Eartha Kitt sing it?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, my gosh. Like,
0: that was a cool idea to have her do it. Amazing. So, so
2: good. Yeah. Yeah. She got the right voice for it.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) It worked out. It's
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
1: Oh, well, this was so fun. And I'm just so grateful. And, like, I just have reverence and respect for you, your mission with this Mm -hmm. fragrance and with your love for Judy and care for her family and wanting to just preserve her legacy in the best way possible. We are right. so grateful to you that you're yeah. doing that work and we're just it's so perfect. excited.
2: I know it's really, it's, like, it's a it's a fun, there's a whole world out there. I didn't know about a whole <laughs> wizard of Oz and Judy world. I didn't know about
1: you are, you are forever a part of it now. It's
2: so, it's so, it's so funny though. And I would I, and I tell this to all the fans that are faced. I kind of, they make me laugh because I'm on the same way. I'm so like, I'm so, um, Particular and getting everything right, but I can do something like, hey, um, we'll do one of our social media posts, just making us up, but blah, blah, blah. Say, hey, remember when Judy dyed her hair in 1942 from like orange yep. to brown? It was, yeah, it was, it was 1943.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will come passionate. Through. <laughs> passionate people. They will bring know, out the spreadsheets.
2: I know, give me a second. So, so it's, but, but it's, it's, I love it though, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm just busting all the balls because I, I think it's really, really fun. But I, yeah, when we hire a social media team, I said, You're doing stuff for Vince Bonato and great, blah, blah. I go, before this woman, I go, do not make a mistake. (laughs) I said, said, you better do your research, double check, check with me, and then I'll check with the children if that's like There's also a lot of stuff out there, which is not true either, right? Which is so, which I, which is fun for me. You know, where Lorna would always tell the story was, you know, people go up to her in the street and say, oh, I loved it when your mom did blah, did this, blah, blah, Well, she didn't do that. Well, yes, she did. Well, I was there. She did not. That did not happen. <laughs> oh my I God. was so
1: it's there. Like,
2: oh my my mom. Yeah, it, was like, it was like, so that's been really fun for me, too. So I, so I got a little lot of behind the scenes, you know, stuff, um, which is really cool.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. We're
1: jealous. I met Lorna,
0: (laughs) I think it it was my birthday, 2019, so before everything went down. My good friend is her dance captain for White Christmas whenever she goes out and does Um, that. On the road,
2: yeah. Yeah, on the road. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so we went together, and, like, just for chilling with Lorna in her dressing room, casually, like, on the floor, laughing. I was like, this woman is a hoot. She's so,
2: uh, so so sweet. And so sweet. um, Actually, all three children are one nicer than her next. I mean, they're... Liza and Lorna's and Joey's personality, and they're are all three of them are funny. Aww. They're all just, they're, it's a really, and that's that the one thing that, which I I, mean, I knew I knew that Judy had a sense of humor, but they really drilled into me saying that she was very she was downright funny, like made people laugh all the time. You know, Garland and show that.
0: gets me. Yeah, like watching those clips where she's just like singing and like busting <laughs> her life. next yeah. to her. Yeah. I love yeah. her on those clips. Yeah. It's my, that's she's my favorite.
2: Oh, yeah. she's, like, well, she's like rolling around on a stage and hugging people and. <laughs> knocking over the trunk off the thing. I love it. Because it's so real, right? But yeah. that's, that's unfortunately what got her canceled. It, that's what got her canceled because it was too real for people. That's what, mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Which is so, it was, now, know. today, people We'd would be like, like, yes. Yeah, give her the money. Just give like, it keep to giving us. her money. Yeah. But I will say, right. I'm, I mean, M knows this, obviously. Like, Liza is kind of my, she's my. That's your girl. That's my girl. Like, that's, I was a Liza gym. person. Your,
2: your lady name.
0: I mean, Lies with a Z, I watched when I was 16. I said, you don't get better than that. You just don't get better than that. It's like throwing down. Like, I don't know how else to describe her. She literally throws her whole soul. And you could watch that DVD with commentary. This is the best thing in the world. She's like, oh, that saxophone player. Like she just—it's amazing. Oh, I would love Liza commentary for anything. <laughs> I wish in she commented – I mean, come on. When she was on Arrested Development, like everything about yeah. her is just. And yeah. especially are like- you guys?
2: We older- we, um, we saw when I saw Liza a couple months ago with the with the ET thing, we had a chance to kind of. just – We are, you know, she's very very funny too, and we were brought up the old clip. If you got you, I'm sure you guys seen it, but did you, have you guys ever seen Kristen Wiig do Liza Minnelli yeah. to turn on a Turns lamp? Turns off lamp. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so we, iconic. We, we reminded her of that, and we were hysterical because we the reason why it's so funny was because when we were there Liza took was about three and a half hours late and Lorna was saying it's like oh there she is again we're all waiting for you know and then we started watching like the, her turning off the lamp because like she just takes her time doing things and it was we were like on the floor because like Kristen Wiig just nailed this thing you know oh. and just was, like
0: Last have bit, but we have to see those kitty cats. It's so, yeah. Kristen Wiig absolutely Well, Kristen Wiig is also just laughing. She's, she's making she's, herself I like, laugh. Because it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It is such an iconic right. SNL moment.
2: Yeah. Because it's in the community that she's always late. And it just was like, but like, not like, not like, because she's so personable. She actually will take an hour to walk across the room. You know, so that's what that's, what that's kind of about, that she just is so personable. It's just like you can't, you know, she wants to chat with everybody and just can't get her to, come, come on. on you know we had like your lights and cameras and the, the host was there and me and Lorna and know, the interview. And Like,
1: that is so there sweet. is this clip
0: that I found doing like whiz research when we were in the whiz for mm-hmm. our podcast of her and Michael Jackson at Studio 54 yes and it is oh, yeah. Iconic. Yeah. so good there's this reporter yeah. who is like in their face and Liza is not having it they're like Liza you're late what were you doing and she's like I was doing two shows. Like, she mm-hmm. just, like, I was doing two shows. Sorry about it. I was like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just love, love it. She can be that. late
1: anytime yeah, for me. You
0: it's fine. Live, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're on your own schedule. Your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. we shall let you go. Thank you so much. We'll okay, be in touch with really. you. It
2: was so much fun. Oh, this is great. Thank
0: you for yeah, hopping on absolutely. and chatting with us. Of course.
1: And thanks for having us in June.
0: Coming soon this June. Commemorating the year of Judy Garland and what would have been Miss Garland's 100th
1: birthday. Cosmetic chemist and certified nose Vincenzo Spinato with Lorna Luft, Liza Minnelli, Joey Luft, and the Garland Heirs Trust will debut a unisex fine fragrance in honor of the legendary actress and entertainer.
0: The fragrance, officially called Judy, a Garland fragrance by Vincenzo Spinato, will be revealed on June 10th, 2022, in Los Angeles, California, at a birthday gala for Miss Garland that your two down the YBP girls cannot wait to get all glam for. For key announcements and information
1: about the release of the fragrance, follow along on Instagram at Judy Garland Fragrance or visit the official fragrance site, judygarlandfragrance.com. That's Judy Garland Fragrance on Instagram and judygarlandfragrance.com
0: for the official site. May Judy Garland's legacy continue to live on beyond the moon, beyond the rain. Happy birthday, Judy. Thank you
1: so much for listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. If you are feeling fresh with your fingertips, scroll on over to Apple Podcasts and now Spotify to leave us a glowing rate and review. It's a big help. Each person who leaves
0: us an Apple review will be entered to win our end of the season Oz giveaway, including a gift basket of Aussie book goodies that, trust me, you aren't
1: going to want to miss. All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries.
0: We see you. Further fun and ways to support us can be found at our Etsy swag shop, from Good Witch Trouble merch to our new Fab Four of Oz icon collection. With a big shout out to our graphic designer Maddie Frank. Find us also on Patreon and Instagram via Down the Yellow Brick Pod, as well as on Venmo at Down the YBP. We always appreciate a tip tip here. Let's escape to Oz soon, okay? Okay, Auntie M.